We also just added SMS bump. I was really excited that the very first sale we got from that, we had an almost 80,000% ROI <laughs> on the sale. That was like, okay, this might work. At Founder, we're on a mission to democratize entrepreneurial education and on our way to building one of the largest online schools in the world for entrepreneurs. We interviewed some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it so you can too. However, in this series, we're doing things a little differently. We're working with our own students in our community who are deep within the process of building our own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow who've stood where you are and are on the way to building the business of their dreams. Now, before we jump in, our lawyers have told us to tell you this. Of course, we can't guarantee you'll have the results like some of our stories are about to share in this show. And as you know, with any business, it's a lot of hard work in addition to completing any online course. And with that said, welcome to From Zero to Founder. everyone, my name is Molly and I'm the Community Manager here at Founder and welcome to the series of From Zero to Founder. Today we're going to be speaking with one of our Start and Scale students, Erin Schmidt, who is an amazing, amazing founder of the company Bella Vida Santa Barbara, who is a luxury skincare company and uh, she has a very exciting story and I'm very excited to jump in and just chat with her today. So let's get to it. So it's so lovely to have you here, Erin, and thank you again for having the time to chat with me and talk about your business and all of your successes. So I guess we can start off with, first of all, who are you? What's your business? And uh, yeah, just dive right in. Yeah, so I'm Erin Schmidt. I am the founder of Bella Vita Santa Barbara. We are a luxury clean skincare company from California. Um, and we're excited to be here. So thanks for having me again. No, thank you so, so much for, you know, sitting down and chatting with us. I guess to begin, where were you prior to your uh, business? So what was your life like before you even delved into the, the skincare industry? Yeah, so I had started several other e-commerce businesses. Um, for instance, I started a, a vintage clothing store on eBay ages ago. So I sort of dabbled uh, at being an entrepreneur and doing e-commerce before. Um, I was a speech language pathologist for 15 years and then met my husband and I became a financial advisor. Um, and so I'm still a financial advisor. I'm still doing that full time. Um, and I started Bella Vita when I had like a little bit of downtime and was like really inspired um, to do that. And I saw the founder ad come through on Facebook and was like, huh, what's this? And listened to all of the um, the uh, videos and was really impressed and you know, I had no idea I was going to start a skincare company. I thought maybe I would do another fashion uh, website, which I sort of dabbled in and then was like, you know, I need to do something that's my own and was really inspired by listening to Greta and Nate talk about that. And, um, 
you know, skincare is something I've always been interested in. My um, stepdaughter is a licensed esthetician and um, I suffered from cystic acne for a long time. So I can relate to how frustrating it is to struggle with your skin and the sort of emotional impact of that as well. Um, So my company is all about feeling uh, beautiful on the inside and the outside, no matter if you have wrinkles or acne scars or acne, um, you're still beautiful, but our products are made to make you feel even more beautiful, heal your acne naturally, um, and bring out your natural glow. So that's, that's basically why I started it, and I'm really passionate about it. I love that. And it definitely takes passion to drive something, you know, so large and you've done so well for your business, which we will speak about more um, coming further in this episode. But no, you're fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You'll edit. (laughs) Yes, definitely. So I guess going back to, you know, you started in in fashion. Do you feel like your experience in fashion and having that vintage clothing um, store really helped you with your success in your um, business today? Yeah, absolutely. So running previous e-commerce businesses, I kind of learned what not to do and what to do. Um, But it was frustrating doing it all on my own because I was kind of like just throwing things against the wall to see what stuck. Um, And I did have some success, but I know that I was wasting a lot of time and money doing things that weren't necessarily um, moving the business forward. And so that's why I'm not running those sites anymore. I got frustrated. Um, I ran out of money and um, a couple of them because I spent too much on stock. And so I used those experiences, both good and bad, to inform my decisions. And then obviously taking the course helped me to understand and solidify just sort of a plan moving forward. And, and, you know, it's okay to start small. It's okay to have just a few items on hand and, and you don't have to be perfect on day one. And it's okay if your business takes a while to really develop. And so Understanding that better and having a community of other e-commerce entrepreneurs to, especially I found a lot in the Facebook group that were in the beauty skincare space, that really helped because we were cheering each other on and, you know, um, it can be tough when you're first starting out to, to still believe that what you're doing is going to (laughs) work. So it it was very helpful. taking my past experiences, applying them, but then learning a lot more and how to, you know, make sure that I have staying power <laughs> to keep doing this. Definitely. No, I completely agree. And I think it's it's great that you've learned those lessons and you've applied it to, you know, have the success that you have had today. And I guess you've mentioned how you had the Start and Scale course, course to really help you and, you know, push you through those experiences. But I guess what other things throughout the course really stood out to you? Was it the instructor itself or was it literally just having the step-by-step method like you've explained? So um, I felt like it was very helpful that Greta really broke it down into units so that there were action steps 
There were apps that I had never heard of that were really helpful in sort of streamlining the business. Um, I had never used influencers before. So that was a whole sort of new concept to me. Like I kind of had an idea that companies do that, but I didn't know how to do it or or, you know, whether or not I should do it. Um, and so that was really helpful learning that. I think that Greta and Nate together bring so much to the table about running your own business, the mechanics of it, the, you know, how do you go from zero fans to a lot of passionate followers who rave about your company. Um, and then I feel like, the, the units were broken down in really um, very easy to understand steps that were very logical. And um, it might take you a while to go through the whole course, but that's because your business doesn't go from zero to now you're, you know, making a million dollars overnight. So <laughs> it, it was helpful that it was broken up like that. That's amazing. No, I completely agree. And I think it's great to have like a, a template almost that you can kind of adapt to your own business and walk through everything. And I guess starting from day one, walk me through that. How did you develop your idea? How did you stick to it and say, yep, like this is something that I'm really passionate about and I want to develop uh, my idea into products as well as a brand? Yeah. So um, it was really just a, a way of self-discovery like I did sort of the Google keyword search I did I forget what it was called but it was the um, trends that were trending um, I know there was like a search engine or, or a tool that Greta recommended that you go on and you kind of see what different um, things are trending at that time. Um, and I was really intrigued with the whole craze with charcoal being used in things. And so I had this idea to start with a charcoal mask, which is, I started with one product. It was my blueberry cocoa charcoal clay mask, and it's one of my top sellers. Um, and I started small, you know, I ordered a hundred units and, you know, started growing my following and then launched a few new products right after that. Um, and that's really informed how I've gone about my business is that I don't feel like I have to have a million products on my site. As long as what I have on there, people love and they're raving about it. I can use that to my advantage and roll out new products and build buzz around it to constantly keep my followers engaged, excited, and anticipating um, so that it really drives sales. Um, so yeah, I think that um, that, you know, it, it just going through the steps of self-discovery, looking at my um, brand persona and my customer persona really also helped me to decide on a direction for the brand. It wasn't just skincare. I was very in tune with it has to also be luxury and clean and sustainable. So that sort of developed as I went through the course and I just really was like, okay, what's my, how do I separate myself? What are my UVPs to really, you know, drive my ideal customer to me? 
and uh, make them passionate about my brand. That's amazing. And I, I know you spoke about briefly your first product, which was the blueberry charcoal clay mask. Do you want to talk us through how you actually manufactured, how you thought of the design, um, those steps? Yeah. So I designed my own logo. Um, I went through several variations of it. I even changed the name slightly based on feedback I got from the Facebook group. Um, So that was really helpful in kind of solidifying what my name was going to be and how the logo looked. And it is really helpful that people will kind of rate you know, I did a lot of polls to say, okay, do you like this? Do you like that? Um, which of these versions do you like of the logo? Um, I, I went back to the drawing table and I actually purchased a few fonts that are my final logo. And I was really happy with the way it turned out. So, you know, getting that feedback from other people who are potential you know, customers, as well as just other entrepreneurs who can kind of be objective on what you're doing is really important. And then um, from there, I really went about looking at, okay, where are the manufacturers? What, how do I want to start? And I just decided that I found a company that was making a mask that I liked. I have had them tweak it slightly. So it was really cheap and then just produce a hundred units. So um, I started out that way and now I'm getting customer or sorry, custom formulas made for me um, from different manufacturers. So I've added manufacturers as I've gone and um, different packaging companies so that, you know, as I'm scaling larger now, I'm at the point where they're going to be doing all of all of it for me from start to finish, um, from the manufacturing, the filling, the packaging, and then actually shipping pallets out to some of my um, retailers. So it's exciting. You know, we started out really small and we're still doing a lot of it by hand, but we're almost really at the point where it's you know, streamlined and I'm a little more hands off. (laughs) Which is amazing. No, you've done very well. And I guess, you know, one of the themes that a lot of young entrepreneurs do struggle with is manufacturing and finding manufacturers. Could you aid in any assistance? What were some hurdles that you had to overcome, especially in the skincare industry? There's a lot of regulations. There might be certain ingredients. Did you want to provide more detail on maybe some of the hurdles that you've encountered? Right. So, I decided early on that it was really important for my company to be uh, certified cruelty-free. That's something that's always been a passion of mine. And um, so we are Leaping Bunny certified cruelty-free. So I had to be very careful about the suppliers that I used. So both of the main manufacturers that I use actually there are three of them that I use that are all, all three of them have attested to be cruelty free. Um, Two of them are also Leaping Bunny certified cruelty free. So I, I know that they also are held to that standard. Um, I also, it's challenging. I have to really watch what the formulas are and if they've changed them because all of my ingredients are vegan or my, my products rather, and I want them to be clean. So that's another layer of, I have to make sure that 
they're keeping the formula within those um, sort of guidelines because those are major UVPs for me. Um, and if I, as I'm sure you know, people within that space hold you to account. And if you are saying that you're clean and cruelty-free and vegan and you're not, they're going to call you out on it. And they should. They And so I wanted to make sure that I was very careful in, in um, aligning myself with other companies that also felt that way. So I, anybody who is thinking of doing this, you have to decide if that's important to you. There's plenty of companies out there that are successful that don't have those standards. But for myself, um, you know, I, I, I just knew that I had to do extra research to find the companies that I felt were going to do the right job for me and my company. Definitely. I think that's a major thing. And I know now more than ever, I feel like all these companies that are cruelty-free, vegan, and just good for the environment are kind of on like a, a trending trajectory with how their success kind of equates to them being so good for the environment. Do you think that really helped you or you think it's more just how transparent your brand is as a whole? Right. Um, I believe that that is going to be a growing trend within not just the beauty industry, but other industries. Sustainability is not just a, a fad and same with clean beauty. Um, you know, people like to say negative things about millennials and Gen Z, but they're a lot more astute consumers because the people they follow love or are vegan or are talking about those um, as trending and they understand climate change and things like that. So, you know, while when I was growing up, that was like a fringy element of society. Now it's a lot more mainstream. Um, and so I've always been passionate about that. I've always been passionate about animals and the environment. So, you know, I knew that there was a huge demographic there that was being overlooked. And that's another important thing, I think, for people to understand is that even if you think it's a really specific niche, it really isn't. Um, there are many, many people out there who are passionate about supporting companies who align themselves with social good, with um, sustainability. Um, and so we're aligning ourselves with partners that are helping us with that. So for instance, I mentioned Leaping Bunny, um, we're certified. Think Dirty has verified that we're clean. And we just partnered with EcoDrive and Eden Projects so that we are planting a tree in Madagascar, uh, Africa, with every order to offset our carbon emissions. So that's just the added layer of um, doing right by the environment. And it's also a marketing thing, but it, more than anything, we want to do what's right. Um, and we also donate to causes that we're passionate about. Um, we were able to donate $500 to Feeding America to help families in need at the holidays, um, because unfortunately, a lot of families are really suffering in the United States right now. And we also donate to Oceana last year. And this year, we're going to donate to Surfrider Foundation to protect oceans. So, you know, I think it's more and more companies are putting their money where their mouth is. They're doing the right thing. And that 
consumers want to support those brands for that reason. I couldn't agree with you more. And like, thank you so much for sharing that because I find it very, very interesting. And I think it's amazing that your company is working with so many amazing, incredible, environmentally friendly companies and charities. And I know in your story, you you hope to be tree free by 2022. I believe that we can do that. Um, we are looking at um, as we scale, you know, it, it's hard when you're a young company and I mean, the first cartons that I had printed, I could only really afford like 20 of each and they cost $12 a piece, which is a lot of money. And they should cost like 25 cents a piece. Um, and so now that I'm scaling, I can afford to order a thousand a piece, which gets the price down, but it's still a lot of money. Um, but our, our main goal is to be tree free. So we're looking at um, cartons that will be made out of 100% recycled cotton. Um, there's also some that are made out of recycled denim that's collected from the scraps from the fashion industry. Um, and we have also looked at sugarcane paper or hemp fiber uh, paper. So those are some of the initiatives we're trying to roll out. Um, but again, as a small company, it's expensive to do those types of things at scale. But we're moving towards that. Our first step is to use recycled paper. So a lot of our um, boxes that you can see behind me are with um, recycled paper, post-consumer, and the FSC certified papers. So um, they're protecting the forests and hopefully not going in and clear cutting. And um, so we're working towards that. It's, it's not easy, but we are committed to it. And um, we use all glass in a few components have plastic, but you know, if we could, we would be 100% plastic free, but unfortunately, plastic helps seal things. So it's hard to be plastic free, but we would love to be if we could. Hey there, Nathan Chan here, CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine. If you're enjoying From Zero to Founder and you want to learn from some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, then I highly recommend you also subscribe and check out the Founder Podcast. We talk to some of the most successful people on the planet to discover how they're building their businesses. So you can take a front row seat as we go deep and we learn from some of the founders of brands like Netflix, Dropbox, Reebok, and so many more, and how they built these companies. You can find the Founder Magazine podcast with Nathan Chan on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. All right, now let's get back into the show. And I think it's also great that you are a luxury skiing company and you still have that luxury element while also being good for the environment as well. And I've actually seen your products in person. I've held them and they're beautiful products and they feel and they look very luxurious. And I guess you mentioned you started with one amazing clay mask, charcoal clay mask. Do you want to walk us through the journey of how you've grown your business and had your first sale? Like talk me through all that journey. Yeah. So. my first clay mask that I did, um, I just sort of did the packaging that the company had and I liked the way it looked, but I knew that in order to truly align with luxury, I needed to kind of up the game. So I've 
uh, found a supplier in Italy, Milan, Italy, that makes all of our jars and the wood tops. Um, and they're not cheap, but um, I, I love the way they feel and they look. And we, you know, we get a lot of really wonderful comments on that. Um, and then we, because they're more luxurious and they feel nice, we have a recycle not a recycle, sorry, a refill program so that they don't have to throw those away. They can sterilize them themselves, go on our website, and we'll ship them a beautiful silicone um, bottle or jar with the new product. And they can even get an extra 10% discount. So the total discount from the original size is around 30 to 40 percent off retail so it's a big we really want to stay committed to encouraging people to be zero waste so that they're not throwing away our beautiful jars they're getting something they can reuse with the silicone bottle and refilling it and then they can feel good about not harming the environment also so um you know, we're excited that we're one of the very first luxury skincare pro uh, companies that have offered a refill program. And now we're starting to see more companies getting on board with that, um, or at least trying to be cleaner. So we're hoping that we kind of help to disrupt the industry and make it so more and more companies are more sustainable. I love it. I honestly really, really do. And I think having the refill program is so genius. And like you said, being one of the first luxury skincare companies to do it is just another hurdle that you've just jumped over and you're just going full speed ahead. And I guess since doing the Scart and Start and Scale program, what was your biggest wins? Would you say you've done X amount in revenue? Would you say it's the, the product range that you've been able to build? What would you kind of contribute that wins and successes to? Um, you know, I think that the wins for me are that really big companies are starting to reach out to us to put the put us in their stores. So our first big win was Beauty Bridge. We got um, put in their store online. Wolf and Badger is a company that is, um, I believe they started in London, UK, and then they also have a store in New York City. Um, we're going to, we're in their store online currently, um, but we're also going to be putting our products in their New York store in um, starting in May 2021. And then as soon as their London store opens, we're also going to be putting them in there. Um, so we do have lots of companies reaching out to us to partner with us. Um, we've been contacted by a few really big beauty boxes that um, we're about to be in two of them um, coming in March. And then we have several lined up for the months after that. So it's exciting that we're getting opportunities kind of almost daily and weekly that are presented to us just by being active on Instagram and being active, um, you know, making sure that we're connecting and we're producing really awesome content that people love. So yeah, we're just really excited that more and more um, major retail buyers are discovering our brand. And we know that we're almost there that we're going to be in uh, major distribution. So it's exciting to be right at this 
precipice of this. So those are our major wins so far, but I, I have my sights on some pretty big ones. So. <laughs> so I know you mentioned Instagram as being, you know, one of the major um, outlets for your brand. Would you say that's been the most successful marketing channel that you've been using to help with your business growth? Absolutely. Instagram has been our number one uh, marketing tool. And we do use Facebook, but most of our fans are on Instagram. Um, We also use Pinterest a lot. And um, people can now shop on Pinterest. So we've opened our shop on Pinterest. Um, And we've run giveaways with Viper um, that I totally had never tried before. So I learned that through Greta. Um, And that's really helped us to build our list of email subscribers. Um, And we also just added SMS bump. Um, I was really excited that the very first sale we got from that, we had an almost 80,000% ROI (laughs) on the sale. That was like, okay, this might work. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So so that was really great. And we're only offering like a 10% discount, but the person ended up buying $200 worth of stuff. So it's like, okay, that was a win. (laughs) So there's, there's lots of different ways to market your products. Um, I would also say Google, we get a lot of hits on our site from Google. Um, I've written some blogs on my site that drive a lot of traffic because they're just based on things that people are Googling about their skin and about health and, um, you know, different oils that might clog their skin and things like that. And um, we found that that's really helped to not just inform people, but also get our name out there, get more awareness. And um, eventually those people will become customers. So I think it's really important that you mentioned that too with Google. And I think a lot of people, they know there's value with SEO in particular and having great copywriting skills and having blogs and other sorts of, you know, interesting things on their website, not just their, their products, which I think is very interesting that you've done too. But I guess circling back to what we were speaking about at the start, you did mention influencers. Did you want to touch upon more of like your influencer strategies that you've kind of done as a company? Yeah, so I've done a lot of different influencers. Um, I did use Hey Influencer um, in the beginning because I had no idea how to go about finding people. (laughs) And I was still very young. The company was just sort of getting going. Um, So I did find some really wonderful ladies on there who helped to... um, you know, promote my brand. The ones that I found did a really stellar job. I have used continuously so that their fans are hearing about my company more and more. Um, And most of the influencers I've used, I've found over time that it's better if I use people that are very specific to skincare, cruelty-free and clean beauty. Um, The The ladies I've used that post mainly about makeup haven't converted as highly as the people who are skincare addicts like I am. So, you know, you kind of need to refine your strategy and decide what works for you and what's going to assist um, in your growth. Um, But I have definitely found that influencers can be really wonderful just by offering a product worth, you know, 
$30, $40, most of them will do a really stellar job for you. Um, so you, I have paid a few. I have one that's going to be paid um, who is has a really passionate following in the skincare space. And she takes really beautiful pictures. Um, she's going to be doing an IGTV for me. Um, and so I gave her money because I know that the content she's going to produce is going to be really worthwhile. Um, so I just would caution people, just be very clear with what you want. Um, be clear with the tags that they need to include, any information about your company, any, um, you know, links that you might want to provide. Because if you don't give enough direction, they're not going to do a good job and you'll be disappointed. So um, I would just say, have a really good strategy laid out for yourself and ask the group if you don't know. And, um, you know, just just be clear about what you want out of it. I think that's the the best advice I could give. <laughs> no, I think that's excellent advice because there are a lot of people, I guess, influencers and influencer marketing has only just really boomed in the last couple of years. So there is that blurred line between, you know, how to get a great performance from an influencer. And I think it's amazing that, you know, you've started with micro or maybe some that were freebies and you kind of progressed as your business has grown to get more um, influential influencers to work for your company, which is incredible. And I know you've mentioned and on your website, you have had a few articles that you've been mm -hmm. featured in, which is very exciting. Uh, did you want to go into some detail about, you know, I, a lot of people struggle with PR and getting into those magazines. What was your story behind getting those publications? Um, so I actually just reached out directly to a lot of the ads, um, teams and some of them won't get back to you and some will. Um, it can be daunting because the really big magazines, they want you to do a three month ad run. So you have to pay for three months and it can be quite expensive, um, especially in the big companies in the U S. Um, so I actually found success with British Vogue. Um, I've been reached out to by several of the British magazines that are like British uh, Glamour and Tatler and those. So I've done some of those and it's great. Even if you run one ad, it's you always get to say you were featured in Vogue. So it's like, woo. Um, and then I tried some more local magazines that were more specific to the area. Those are also great because you know, you think about your product sitting in a magazine in a doctor's office or in a dentist's office. So those could be sitting in there for years sometimes. So you're going to have people looking at your company and going, huh. And then eventually they might Google you and go, wow, this is really cool that they're right in my area. I want to support this. Um, shopping local is a huge deal. So if that's why I put the name Santa Barbara in my company is that I wanted people to know where we're from so that they feel passionate about supporting us. And Santa Barbara has this sort of mystique of the American Riviera and the beauty. It's, it's a beautiful place. Um, so it has that sort of warm feeling about it. So it might not work for every company, but I think that, 
you don't necessarily have to put it in your name. You can just kind of, you know, use that to your advantage in your marketing or, you know, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I think that just be brazen and reach out to people and don't feel like you can't just hit them up and, and ask, how do I get into your magazine? Um, I think that's the first step and we're almost at hiring PR, but I've been holding off cause I have other things I'm <laughs> investing in right now, but you can do that if you have the money and it'll definitely push you forward quicker. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, guerrilla tactics to just do it yourself. <laughs> no, I think you've, you've done amazing and your company succeeded so much. And I guess circling back to the start when we were talking about your growth, you know, um, describe where your business is at now. How is it performing? What's next for Bella Vita Santa Barbara? Yeah. So when COVID hit, I really just decided to stop running ads and I just really focused on organic work marketing to the people I knew were still listening and still wanted to buy from us, but maybe they were afraid of losing their job or what was going on. But literally, um, right in August, as people were sort of like, okay, let's get back to normal here. <laughs> My business really started to explode. Um, you know, I, I started to get um, wholesale orders from companies. Um, we, we launched in Hong Kong for in, right during that period. Um, and so I really started to step up my marketing because I was seeing that there was a lot more um, people who were really very driven to start taking care of themselves, start feeling good. You know, if you can't go to the salon or the spa, let's do it at home. So there was a real um, push to try to get people to start connecting again. And it's our business exploded. I mean, we were up, I think, 400% in from September to December. We made all that growth just in the last quarter of the year. So, you know, it's exciting. I think that businesses too are starting to really um, kind of go, okay, we're almost through COVID. Let's start connecting more. They want to buy more. They want to start filling their stores with new exciting items. So it's a great time. Um, if people are thinking of launching, it's don't be afraid that COVID is still going on. You can still find success, but it might take a little while. I didn't start yesterday, um, but we're excited that, you know, we've been in business for two years almost and it's just now really starting to get traction. And so if you hang in there, it's going to happen. You just have to keep believing in yourself. <laughs> Even if you haven't ever had a sale for a few months, it's like, okay, <sighs> we'll get there. <laughs> Definitely. Perseverance is key. And I guess working towards wrapping up, we've spoken about a lot during this time, but I guess what are you most excited about that's coming next for your company? So I'm really excited that we're just about to be featured in several different beauty boxes. Um, so that's coming out very soon. I'm going to be interviewed on March 11th by the Think Dirty team um, on their Instagram. So I'll be going live with them. Um, and I've been reached out to uh, to be in a 
a beauty box that I thought was really cute called how to be a redhead. Um, and I don't think they even knew I was a redhead. So, um, so I'm just excited that more and more people are starting to discover our brand and we really have our sights on scaling much larger this year. Um, we're investing a lot more in paid ads and um, I've brought some new partners on to really help me grow the business that have different skill sets than I do, who know a lot more about, you know, growing the brand with specific um, email marketing or, um, you know, I've had somebody set up my <laughs> my Facebook ads for me because that's a whole different animal. Um, so yeah, I'm excited that we're set to really start to grow the business this year. And um, it's a great time to do that. That is incredible. And I'm so excited to see what's in the future for you personally, but as well as your brand. And I guess Lastly, finishing up, what's the one solid piece of advice that you would give to someone that might, may be in the same shoes as you as a young entrepreneur just wanting to go forth and really start their own business? So the best piece of advice that I can have is that you just have to really not give up. Having patience, having perseverance is really key in this game. Um, because you will have setbacks. There's definitely going to be times when you're not sure if what you're doing is ever going to work. But, you know, that's where constantly growing, constantly refining what you're doing, getting, making it better. I look back at where I was two years ago and I kind of go, oh my God. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be perfect from day one. Um, you just have to start and not give up. And that's basically the main key to success. <laughs> no, that's amazing advice. And I, I think it's really, really valuable hearing it from someone who, like you said, may have had other businesses in the past and, you know, you need to find that passion. So I'm sure everyone listening to you will be so inspired by your story as well as your company. And I just want to thank you again for taking the time to sit down with me and speak more about, uh, yeah, your life so far. And I can't wait to see what else you get up to. Oh, thanks so much, Molly. I really appreciate it. Hey guys, we hope you're loving From Zero to Founder and you're getting a ton of value from it. If you want access to the exact free training that led today's founder to where they are now, head to founder.com slash e-commerce training or follow the link in the show notes.